gentlemen, goblins and gnomes, welcome to this, a very special episode of the Idle Fancy Podcast. It's a bonus episode, nay, the third bonus episode. And rather than those other two, I have Zach Cole here with me. Hello, Zach Cole. Hello, Laurie Havelock. Hey. How's it going? This is very formal and very sultry. It is very formal. We've got, that was very... Uh, kind of county radio wasn't it it was very like because it's literally just the two of us in, this room. <laughs> in, in as well in my bedroom on the slightly smaller setup and also positioned in such a way that i can't really turn to look at you no so it is like i'm on my own with you know the the random 606 phone in going on around me yeah because you're also sitting at your desk has got a nice little kind of audio setup to it so it looks like you're about to do some sort of knobs and dials okay and guys coming yeah. up next it's a bit of elvis presley mm, the up-and-coming artist we're not here to talk about the up-and-coming artist elvis presley at least I don't think we are, Zach. We're here to talk about bloody D&D again. It's, it is astonishing how much of my D&D is tied in with Elvis Presley. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you, no one's picked up on it because it's so <laughs> subtle. <laughs> uh, I can't think of any. Do you have a suspicious mind going into the game? Yeah, I do. I've also got blue suede shoes of wind walking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a crossover that's going to happen. No, but what we are here to talk about today, we did a previous bonus episode. Um, uh, first of all, we're sorry to interrupt your enjoyment of the wishbone wager that will be returning mm. um, next fortnight. Don't worry. We've had um, people have been away. Paddy's been up to Edinburgh. It's all been a bit hectic getting together, yeah. but rest assured we've got more stuff coming. But Zach, um, you've come in today to talk about what it's like to be, rather than a DM, as we talked about with Liam, to be a player of this fine game. Yeah. Um, um, let's not, I mean, let's not be around the bush. It's because I'm available. Well, <laughs> but no, it's because you'd have um, been my first choice. Oh, that's a nice one. I think it's because, yeah, you and I wanted to give a text. Obviously, uh, you've got a fair amount of experience with DD. You, you've written a campaign. Um, and Liam was a DM for multiple campaigns like before. Hmm. And obviously, he's playing it now. Paddy's played a fair amount of DD with you and some of the mates. And I, I've got into it through this. I think yeah. it's fair to say. And so we were going to do a bit of a. A novice's guide to well, not novice's guide. Don't take anything I say seriously. <laughs> just gonna get, just chat about my experiences to uh, like you know how yeah it kind of came about and yeah. how I found playing it and also I think there are a number of quite not pitfalls but there are ways to make it slightly easier for someone that's never done it before. Well, and fair to say that you weren't. I mean, not only did the three the other three of us all kind of play. D&D a bit and other role-playing games we also played a lot of uh, computer games that were very much built on that rule set you know stuff like World of Warcraft or Baldur's Gate which very much ran on kind of D&D-ish rules so that we we're all familiar with the concept of like what agility or dexterity is what strength yeah. is and hit points are and you I mean I know you've played some games like that yeah. but maybe a bit less but it's never yeah it's, it's absolutely it's never really been my my thing without going as black and white as saying you know you guys used to be nerds and it's pretty true I was that's pretty nerdy. spot on it's more um, it's more like yeah I think there's it's a particular way of thinking right that you get your you, you have to get your head around before you can start really engaging with uh, what's underneath because I think that's the nicest thing about D&D &D and all those role playing games is that when you do scratch the surface a little bit they properly open up and they mm. are completely limitless and I think if you don't have that kind of foot in the door or that way in it can feel slightly daunting I mean like the, the way you and I played The Witcher very differently and the way <laughs> you and I played The Witcher very differently to Paddy right yeah I love The Witcher I think it's an astonishingly well made game and it's really beautiful to look at and the script's incredible and the music's incredible and some of the story arcs are incredible and I didn't get anywhere of that I had to get all of that <laughs> through like watching Paddy play it because the moment I was asked to find a particular type of oil to then up my dexterity on my sword and then do the same thing to all my other weapons and then there was a skill tree that had way too many options. I don't, <laughs> there's no reason for there to be that many options. So there, there's all this incredible gameplay and stuff that is that is basically like just beyond the surface. And I think that 
you, there are there are ways to make that feel less daunting. I found it quite daunting. I guess the other th- yeah, and the other thing with D and D as well is although it is you know tied up in this language of uh, you know nerdy role playing games, mm. you you don't really have to. Well, I mean, maybe you're going to tell me differently in just a second, but you don't really have to have an exhaustive knowledge of the rule set and stuff because in general you're like, okay, I'm being this this guy, this girl, this orc, this goblin, this whatever, yeah, and I and I'm behaving like they are, I don't really need to understand that, well, actually, athletics is your, you know, blah, 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 this plus this plus this plus this, and I must roll this. Your DM should be there to kind of maybe guide you through that, and otherwise yeah. you should just be concentrating on having fun. Because I think, yeah, exactly. I think you can get far too wrapped up in the, like, as you say, the the, the rules, which we found ourselves, actually. Like, that oh, was, God. I mean, we've, the fucking hell, trying to do level 20. Yeah. I don't own that many dice. That's not, <laughs> that's not that, there's, there's too much shit to have to, like, kind of nego- uh, negotiate. But what, what I think is really interesting about D&D is actually if you strip all that stuff away, which is it's important that, you know, the rules so that it has like a world behind it that kind of functions according to rules and laws that mean that you go from point A to point B as best you can. But the main thing about D&D is you just chuck yourself into it. That's mm. the nicest thing about it. It's, it is actually very, very freeing because it's just role playing. You are literally just taking on a persona and that's the thing that counts. And that's the thing that I think is most important for enjoying it properly. Would you say, I mean, I hate to suggest things for you here, Zach, would you say that that might be your first tip? It does. That does sound like my first tip, doesn't it? Yeah, I think, uh, let's, let's, I mean, let's consult what I texted you earlier on. Um, yeah, I think actually that is, that is definitely my first tip. Actually, that is exactly right. It would be, um, ch- like, just throw yourself into it. Don't worry about the, the rules behind it. And also don't mm. worry about the kind of, nerdy hype around it as well like you can get i mean i've i've fallen foul of that there have been plenty of times where people have asked me like oh what's your podcast about and i've swerved it <laughs> I've, I've completely swerved it and because if you don't know someone it's and i i completely understand this from people there might be people that are listening that like this maybe maybe not i don't know but um like if you don't know someone you say to someone oh yeah i've got a dnd podcast they could exactly be the kind of person that switches off the moment you say that <laughs> or at worst doesn't switch off uses it as a stick to beat you with for the next uh, 10 minutes and so that it's yeah. it, it does have this this kind of like nerdy stigma attached to it and then with that i think a lot of that's to do with the fact that it can feel quite inaccessible because of the language the number of rules that you have but my first tip is definitely just don't worry about any of that shit pick a good character and just commit just commit right. to the character enjoy the actual the the like you know the, the actual role-playing side of it because that's the fun bit it's your your imagination right i think that's a really good point particularly when it comes to character right it can be really easy you know obviously that kind of real world um oh yeah that does not apply for a dm don't any dm out there do not just take that as a tip no no well i you know i think dms can take something from it in that they should let their characters their players lean into it that's what you're there for you're there to enable them to have fun you know you put a couple of obstacles in their way but generally you're there to enable them to do what they want to do no but i meant you know it it works works both in that real world you know when you're you know expressing your love for the game Mm. it's worth leaning in but also i like what you said about characters because i think I think what some people come become unstuck by is they feel like they've got to be ready for everything with their characters or they don't want to be silly during the game or whatever. And in fact, all the best times definitely that we've had on the podcast and I've had in all games are when people really commit is the wrong word. That sounds a bit like a bad word, but lean into their character. Like you say, yeah, if you absolutely. lean into to Teddy and Zaraka's proclivities, yeah. it makes it more fun for you. It makes it more fun for everyone. And I think it also just gives you a, a spot to start from. Mm. Um, I think that's right. And I think actually, yeah, I think that that would be kind of the first thing. And I think that's kind of wrapped into as well, which would be my kind of, 
I mean, like, you know, not rattling. These aren't numbered. But, like, <laughs> one of the things that I was thinking about before as well is that you, you just tapped into it there is obviously um, it's all about kind of, like, leaning into the character, uh, you know, the way they are and that kind of backstory you've conjured for them, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but you did also say it's about other people around the table. Yes. And you're playing with a group of other people. And that was going to lean into my next point, which is, like, tied up to this idea that it can be quite daunting and there's a load to kind of get your head around there's loads of different types of rules and activities and also ultimately you're kind of only limited by how broad you can think right that can be quite a difficult thing for a lot of people to overcome particularly if you're used to lots of rules regulations and like linear thinking particularly if you're very small-minded yeah if you're small-minded <laughs> is what i'm saying if you're an idiot yeah so uh, what i was going to say is that um you're playing with a bunch of other people and there's a lot to kind of get your head around and mm. uh, a lot of you know, big blue sky thinking that you can do if you really want to. You don't have to, but if you're so inclined, you can go that way. Just ask as many questions as you can. Like, actually ask questions. Like, don't yeah. not do something because you're worried that someone else around the table might think you're an idiot for having to ask that question. Or like, I don't know how this spell works. I'm not going to use it. No, if you don't know how the spell works, ask the question, find out, and then use it next time. I think you're playing with a bunch of other people and they all want to have a good time too. Don't worry about, you know, your question irritating them because I think it's a lot more restricted to play with someone that's holding back because they don't know the rules than Gorgeous. it is to play with someone that's not asking questions because they don't know the rules. Definitely. And I think that also goes, that extends even further that point. That's a really, really good one, man, because I think not only does it extend to your fellow players and asking them, like, do you, you know, mm. do you think this is a good plan? Or like, um, I've got this spell. How do you think, you know, what, what do you reckon would happen? Asking the DM that stuff. But also kind of in character, asking the DM, or not in character, do you know what I mean? In game saying, okay, what can I see? If he describes or he or she describes something, you say, okay, but what do I see next to it? Or uh, what does my character think that looks like? Or what does that remind my character of? Even if you're not trying to like, you know, necessarily roll the dice and play the game, mm. you can always, because for one thing, and I, you know, maybe other DMs will disagree with me, but for one thing, like I think all the world building, all the best world building you do is collaborative. So maybe you ask something the DM hasn't thought of, or the other players haven't thought of, and they go, uh, oh, actually, there is a goblin on top of it, and he is, and he is wearing a top hat. Yeah, it's well noticed. And then you know, it's a whole thing that wasn't even there before. Um, and if it's something more structural, then it can be, oh, actually, give me a perception check, give me something else. We're going to make this cool. We're going to make this actually yeah. a point of interest. Here. Absolutely, as well. I like, and because also, I mean, on a very mechanical point of view, in terms of like how the game works, I guarantee the first time you play, everything the DM describes in that first room you walk into the moment you try and figure out a spell to use, you will forget everything about that room, completely forget about it. And so the more questions you ask, the better off you're actually going to be literally playing the game. Yeah, 100%. I think that, that, that goes one thing, that goes without saying. But in terms of learning how to play the game from like a, a spell point of view or a fight style point of view or, mm. I don't know, just doing cool shit, all the stuff that we want to do when we're playing D&D, &D, which is, you know, essentially, you know, kill dragons with our bare hands. That... <laughs> That uh, you're only ever gonna get to that point if you're like, not afraid to just stump up and go. When you when you don't understand, just say it. The DM's there to help you out. Like he, most DMs are not there to actually make your afternoon quite unpleasant. No, well we we hope they're not. Yeah, I mean I, I, we we can't account for who you might play with, <laughs> but I mean ideally, in fact, if your if your DM is making your life very difficult, just leave it. Find another game. Don't, Definitely, just Dare leave enough. that DM alone. Have you got um? What's your? You don't want to number these. But uh, what's your, no. your uh, point C then? Point C, yeah, I'm not going to lumber them because I dislike that, but I'm definitely lettering them. <laughs> yeah. um, that sequence works for me. Uh, so 
this comes from my own my own predisposition when it comes to games or tabletop games or actually i mean you and i play a lot of sport together as well <laughs> um i'm like naturally a very competitive person no like i i want to win everything that i do so and... to give this its full context zach and i's um one of the four fires in which our friendship was forged was playing fifa in our flat kind of years on oh end. yeah and not only you know and i will take full accountability here not only with the sulks legendary particularly mine yep. if you know yeah uh, but we played with our, our third flatmate not paddy the our flatmate before him got so intensely into games of FIFA and so competitive about them that he would inch forward on a little plastic chair and ended up breaking, I think, three or four of them in his life. I think all house. of them. Any, I think any every ch- chair because he would like he would like jump up and down with anger yep. or, or joy. Or actually. joy. Like, it didn't matter. That was the worst thing about it. It was whether he won or lost, the chair got broke. So that's been very much the context for our kind of gaming relationship. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think I'm, I'm quite a competitive person anyway, like play any sort of sport, but also any, any sort of game. So that, that goes as far back as... You know, like playing Monopoly at Christmas. Oh, I mean that bitter. that can reveal some properly uncomfortable truths about your <laughs> your character if you get into it, get too into that kind of stuff. So there's um, no there's no if it's when you when get that into when it. you get yeah. into that kind of thing. And I think so. My my uh, my next kind of like point for someone that's looking to play D and D more, or kind of get into it from a novice point of view, would be this is not necessarily the environment to be competitive because you're not. Like, yes, you want to win, but you're not playing against the other people around the table. You're playing with them. You're not playing against the D- DM either. Like, he is just, the f- or she, is just the facilitator for your world. So if you get competitive, you're essentially battling yourself. And <laughs> there is nothing more detrimental to a really nice D&D session than someone trying to, like, power game it or be as good at D&D as possible or be as competitive at D&D as possible because it's all about like as you, we've said a number of times so far already we've only been speaking for like 20 minutes and we've said collaborative or other people around the table like mm. 10 times it's about working with the people that are around you not working against them or in kind of conflict with them and I think I mean obviously sometimes the characters can lean into that definitely the, oh, the ways of storytelling yeah of course sure, it's just right? in terms of like you know I'm I'm talking about the kind of not kind of like competitive in terms of between character and frictions that yeah. kind of lean into a narrative. I'm talking about when, you know, your sister's stealing money from the bank and you lose it <laughs> <laughs> at Christmas. It's that kind of thing. So um, I think it's that kind of competitive It's not going out to anyone in particular, is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah, she knows who she is. Um, <laughs> no, that's a, a, there's a there's a word that gets used in online games, which is, is power gaming, right? Which is when someone, or, or probably tabletop games actually, is when someone is there in order to compete rather than to, to kind of enjoy. Yeah. And it can work, if you're playing World of Warcraft and it's all about killing the most boars so that you get the the shiny sword before everyone else then so be it that, that, that's what that game is but you're so right mm. nobody on your party unless you're playing with a bunch of psychopaths which you might be so no offense but it, no one's going to be impressed if it's like well i've got all the magic armor my character yeah like you're like you say it's all it's yeah. all there in the name of collaboration and also, at the end of the day they have not got magic armor no it's not real guys <laughs> um but I think as well, is I think it's a kind of, obviously what I was going to say as well is that there's, there are, ple- as, as you said, I'm talking about people who are going into it from a kind of like uh, a very loose background in knowing what the game is about or like how mm. it works. Or like, obviously, as you said, there are people out there who play at to a high level and have played it for years and maybe they are slightly more competitive. But you, as someone walking into it, without any knowledge on the game and how it works, the game will kick your butt before any other player <laughs> around the table does because there's just too much shit. You don't know enough about 
the lit you literally don't know enough about the rules to be competitive so it's just not worth it and it's also from from a very personal point of view i find it really hard to lean in and commit and kind of like forego that kind of uh what's the good word for that that kind of like preconception of that kind of like i have of the game before going into it any sort of mm, preconception mm. i find it really hard to overcome that stuff when i was in my head trying to win somehow i see you know what i mean like it's a, it's kind of a chicken and egg thing like if you're seeing everything like a mario level yeah how do i get past this? exactly you're thinking about it the wrong way you yeah. want to you want to think of it from a more kind of open looser free form kind of way of doing it because i think if you have a very linear idea of how you want something to go in your head it's never going to work out no and i guess there are i think I've, I've only got two and they're not even counterpoints but two kind of things i'd add to that one is in service to what you've just said the thing that i always try and encourage new players to do and i always try to encourage myself to do because it's i get pretty rusty when i haven't played as a character for a long time as a player for a long time is to and i'll say it again and again so i'm doing the place inhabit your character and your character can be as one-dimensional or as track-minded as you want so long as mm. you're playing through them and not they're not just a kind of uh, a proxy for you wanting to for example get all the shiny armor yeah. before everyone else um the only other thing i'd say is if you're going into a game and you really you are worried about your character not being competitive or not playing it quote unquote the right way there are a lot of resources out there if you want to look up you know what if i want to play a wizard who can blow stuff up with fireballs what should i play there are loads there are reddits there are discussion boards there are all sorts of people who'll be able to help you out and say this is how you know make your character like this put yeah. your stats here choose this race and that will make you the most you know there's nothing wrong with wanting to play like that is absolutely there's nothing wrong with just, it just i think i'd agree with you probably not if you're brand new to it try not to worry about yeah. that because at the end of the day even a bad quote unquote bad character with you know poor stats will be fun to mm, play absolutely and you're and if you've got a good dm they're not going to try and murder no you. you're going to have a good time going through it and i think yeah I, but I, I yeah i think it, absolutely i think you're completely right like, if you want to go down that route of um also bear in mind most of everything well not most of everything i'm talking about today obviously comes from uh, the point of view of, i'm not thinking i'm not talking about your personal characters i'm not talking about mm, mm. the like you know that particular character sheet that you rolled up i'm talking about how the individual playing the game you, is I'm like from a personal point of view um and so i think yeah you're totally right if you if you are very kind of if that's how your brain works and you feel the need to you know you want to map things out in a certain way and get as much kind of background and advice before you kind of go into it that's perfectly fine i'm kind of looking at it from my own personal point of view which is like i don't prepare for anything that much anymore i used to quite a lot but more in the sense that if i feel like if i've done a load of preparation i've mapped out how it's going to go I'm not very good at then thinking on the fly. Like I can't think on the fly if I've got a pre like a preconceived idea that, of in my head of in how mind. it's going to work. Yeah. And that can be very fucking dangerous if say, for example, in the first conflict you've ever had and you've mapped out in your head how it might go, your mate puts you to sleep or like, blinds you. <laughs> That's and a you've, very you've, good example. And so. you've got no idea how to deal with it. I found that quite difficult. I had to, and, so, and that's, it's, that's also, that's something from my own, life as well like even going into meetings and stuff like that i, I can't script what i'm going to stay because or or script what kind of point or structure what kind of point i'm going to make because if something gets me halfway through or i get knocked off my train of thought then i'm trying to think about what i had prepared mm. rather than okay this new situation is in front of me how do i react to that that kind of makes sense i think yeah. it's it. that, that so that's very much that's my own 
tip based on my own experience i couldn't say that's not universal at all but no i think so many people will get up will will get value from that actually i think that's really i and i mean definitely from a dm's perspective but from everyone's perspective you're not gonna i don't think you're gonna have a very enjoyable time if you turn up to a game thinking i'm gonna do xyz no matter what and again if your character has thoughts if you want to follow certain lines through your character then then great then then you know have those goals in mind and stuff but don't yeah don't you can't really translate that like you say into how you the player yeah want to approach the game i mean it's essentially a game of chance right you can't control chance well, that's, i mean and that's as, when the fun stuff happens yeah so yeah. As, as much as much as you can kind of prepare a scenario as best you can and and through your character so this this i'm talking about the people playing it obviously mm-hmm. characters are a fantastic way of having that direction in the game yes so they they are an amazing way of having that direction because you're essentially building something that gives you all the advantages that you want to be able to play in your way Mm. or you're developing certain skills or magic tricks or anything like that that allow you to play in a certain way i think that's really really valuable but if you the individual are trying to very deliberately steer a ship in a particular direction and yet the way you're steering that ship is dependent on you predicting a dice roll like you're good you're just gonna end up getting really fucking angry really quickly you're gonna have a better time <laughs> um i like i really like that man that's a really that's a really interesting mm. way of looking at it and um, i just wanted to um you know because we talked about you approaching this from a relatively kind of new position yeah and you know i think something i always thought is that i kind of wish i'd approached. you know speaking as a arch nerd anyway i really wish i'd approached D when i was Maybe not younger, but I wish I'd had... I had a lot of preconceptions about it as well. Mm. And I just wanted to... Don't necessarily need to go through this again, but you were talking about how, um, you know, you kind of realise it's not as, as nerdy as it's cracked up to be. No. I wondered, is there anything else that like you kind of wished you knew before you started or you wish someone had told you? Oh, maybe before you started going in, that sort of... Massively. Thing. So much so. I mean, I wish I hadn't gone into it. I mean, if I wish I'd gone into it first and foremost realizing that not every single session had to be recorded then edited and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then put out public consumption yeah. i feel like that was that was information that you guys could have you know profit up to me before we agree no i'm joking obviously we, we knew what we we're doing like going eyes wide open into that um and just and just so everyone's just so everyone's at ease we did play a campaign before oh yeah we did test it out recording. we didn't just like randomly you get together with us, like we're gonna play a brand new game and we're gonna record all of it yeah everyone can hear your mistakes <laughs> yeah exactly that'd be horrible um no so um what would i have known what would i have liked to know before i think or maybe the, or the, the people I, the, yeah like the kind of way to know and also what have i found like what what kind of looking in hindsight might be mm. useful i think the idea of it not being as nerdy as it all cracked up to be is kind of quite a good umbrella point to what my experience with the whole game has been like. Yeah. Because it's it is inescapable, right? Like you have everything, and you, I mean, you wrote one of those pieces recently, right? Like it's become quite in vogue to be part of Dungeons and Dragons now. Like it's in Stranger Things. There's a lot of chat about it coming back. Gary Gygax is obviously being recognised as like someone from the, the 80s that's kind of a yeah I mean, at the end of the day it doesn't matter what you think of him dude wrote a whole world like a man is he's actually probably is a genius yeah so um there's that to it and i think a lot of that has come about very recently because of just how vilified it was a me a, like a, 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 a type of gameplay before like mm. it, it became dungeons and dragons became i mean i'm being like 15 16 it that term was a proxy for nerdy shit 
Yeah. That was uh, beyond that, nerdy beyond shit. nerdy shit. Like not just nerdy playing video games, nerdy or like not just World of Warcraft kind of nerdy. Dungeons and Dragons was, I was like about the to say, apex. You could play World of Warcraft and you could still shit on a D and D player when we were teenagers. Exactly, yeah. and I and I think. And obviously, as we as I was just saying, that's kind of come full circle, and now it's become a bit fashionable and a bit cool again, and it's being reappropriated. I feel like the thing that I would I'd not wish I'd known the most before all of this is that like that is all just conjecture. Because it, it, I the thing that I found most interesting about D and D and playing it that it is only as nerdy as you want it to be. Like you, when you, as you said before, like a lot of particularly how you play and how you DM, you like to build the world collaboratively, right? That means that most of the stuff that we engage with in our game that we play and we record for your, you know, your ears and audio enjoyment, um, like we don't necessarily engage with that high fantasy stuff too much. Like we have it as a kind of foundation to the world and that's the kind of like the, there are classes and there are elves and there are, you know, skeletons and all that kind of shit. Mm. But like the thing that we've built is, is a kind of like kind of gritty town and like it's not very nice and we get like... Ultimately, Liam's a weed dealer. Yeah. <laughs> like, like this, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and like, and Paddy's a failed prophet. Like, I don't think you necessarily get that stuff in in high fantasy. We've made it as nerd as we wanted it to be. Like, we've yeah. taken the elements of high fantasy that we find most kind of um, say not like agreeable, but like the most relatable. Definitely. And then we've made them funny in a way that we find funny. Mm. And neither none of us are sitting around on a on a on a um, like on a Friday night. And just like picking up, I don't even know what that would be like. Like the nerdiest high fantasy books you can get, and just oh, cracking well, up, like the Cimmerillion. You know, yeah, like cover to cover. Exactly, it's it's it's, as, it's completely as nerdy as you want it to be. And I think going into it with the idea that it's one thing or another is actually probably going to be slightly detrimental to how your experience playing it. Because the best thing about D and D is it is literally your imagination. You are just sitting in front of an open world or an open kind of like sandbox and yeah. you're with your mates and being told what do you want to do i think that's it's, great i think it's really telling actually that the i think all four of us uh perhaps the exception of liam who i think is also a fan of this all got into DD arguably through uh the adventure zone yeah yeah favorite yeah. podcast if you don't know it already you must go and listen uh by the three mcelroy brothers and mm. their dad clint and that is a wonderful example of exactly that because Again, engages with all, you know, the kind of base tropes. You know, it's got elves, it's got dwarves, it's got, you know, magic and all that stuff. But they tell a story that spans everything from a murder mystery on a train through to, like, a kind of sci-fi science adventure for yeah, the, yeah. the um, Crystal Kingdom. To a Groundhog Day style. To a Groundhog Day thing, to a, a game show. It's yeah. The final, one of the final arcs. Yeah. It's just, it can be whatever. And that's because that's what those boys decided that they enjoyed. Yeah. When, um, when you're given a completely blank canvas... Yeah you are you are responsible for what you paint on it right like there's you can't turn around at D after playing it and be like oh it's just full of elves and and wizards and and magic and and high fantasy bullshit like, dude that was your choice you're the you're literally in charge you are <laughs> you are the one responsible for what you did in that game so i think that's quite an interesting way of looking at it and i and i actually i was going to say to you, your point about like what uh cement so i think adventure zone cemented D for me as like a really fun like forum and medium but before that my kind of like gateway drug as it were was definitely community yes that, of course that's yeah, it's yeah, got to yeah. be that like i actually watched it last night to in preparation oh, for this because so that neil the brave so that exactly that is so there's a so anyone that's not familiar with it i mean community's one of the one of the best kind of subversive 
sitcoms out there. Absolutely. Like you really think it's one thing, but it's actually, it turns out to be everything else, let alone just this one sitcom. It's the same writer as Rick and Morty, yep. if you're familiar with that. It's Dan, Dan Harmon. And uh, now that is a fantastic comedy show in of itself. Like there's so much about that is really, really, really funny. Um, and I'm not going to obviously bore you too much. Just go and watch it. Like you'll, you'll really enjoy it halfway through the second series they just out of nowhere just chuck in a D&D episode they just throw it in there's no context it just starts one day the episode starts with a kind of like joke uh, version of the theme tune that's all a bit like fantasy laden like yeah like trumpets and all that stuff and then don't need Paddy anymore got you now yep absolutely and that's that's how I remember my first kind of exposure to it being like oh wait it's not just a nerdy thing it's mm. actually looks quite fun yeah i could get i could, have, I could get a ball with that that's great uh what else, what else would you put on this list of stuff you wish you knew uh what i wish you know um uh from my own sanity really like i wish i'd known a bit more about uh how much of D is all right so this kind of comes with the caveat that like obviously you and paddy liam to like liam less so to an extent because he um he builds games and stuff. So he was definitely well aware of what was going on before we went into it. But you guys are both from a performance arts background. Like you obviously plenty of uh, instruments and you know, you've played on stage. I mean, I, the, one of the first times I ever met you, I actually went to see you play a game. Yeah. yeah In the good cool. old days. I mean, to give you some context listeners, like I thought I'd been asked by a mate to go and watch a friend of a friend playing like a band at uni and you know when you really politely go and do something and you think the whole time is like, this will be, like, just get through it. Like, this will be... We've all seen those bands. Yeah. Yep. But basically, everyone knows, everyone has a particular preconception of what a uni band is. Mm-hmm. And most of them are wank. And Fair. I went to see Laurie and his band and I was genuinely spent the next two hours after that gig being like, how the fuck did no one tell me about this? What, <laughs> where did they come from? They're really good. Where did this come from? I didn't realize uni bands could like, oh, these guys are actually talented. Aww. So, um, so they were, that was kind of like, obviously that's how I met Loz. Paddy has made a career about making, Jesus, like out of people yeah. like looking at him. Being the center <laughs> of attention. Just staring <laughs> at his beautiful hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wish I'd known a bit more going into it, that how much of this is dependent on role play, particularly, uh, yeah, yeah. particularly if you're going to ask people to listen to it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> that first time I had to try and find Jacka's voice or Jacka's voice. Sorry. Uh, that was really hard and that was a, probably a choice a character choice i wouldn't have made if i'd known <laughs> i would have to keep it up you know what i mean so so i think uh the best most fun bit as a, it, this is kind of leaned back to my like, first point as well about leaning into it is like it is the role play like that is the fun mm, stuff mm. uh you know you get to assume this ridiculous character and if i mean if you've got anything about you you'll make him as silly or her as silly as possible because that's more fun <laughs> i find but obviously yeah. whatever character you go for go for but definitely just, just but actually the role part of it you know that's that's an important part of playing not just i'm not talking about putting on a funny voice or behaving in a certain way i'm talking about like think about you know what would not what i what do i not what do i want to do in this scenario but more what should my character do? Like, yeah. what is my character actually going to do in this scenario? What Are they more likely to run? Are they more likely to fight? Are they more likely to try and talk their way out of the situation? Are they going to make an inappropriate comment? Or are they going to behave as an upstanding citizen? I think doing what your character is actually inclined to do makes for a slightly better 
kind of playing experience definitely and there are all sorts of ways in which the game well you know a a good gm or dm will, will help you out do that there's a whole section on the right hand side of your account sheet which is dedicated to your flaws your ideals that kind of thing and that can mm. seem a bit nebulous and weird but actually if you just fill that out and it can be really vague stuff that can mm. give you a couple of little hooks to go in yeah the other thing i'd say is like like just to pick up on what you said about not having to be ridiculous or a silly voice if what you'd like to do first is like base it on a character you already know. So someone from television, from oh, a yeah, film, from idea. a book you love, that can be a really good, or, you know, borrow bits from it to start yeah. with. So if you'd like to play, you know, like a rebellious young girl who's a bit of a scrapper, mm. borrow stuff from Lyra from Dark Materials or borrow yeah. stuff from Arya from Game of Thrones or that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that that can be really helpful when you're starting Definitely. Out. And I think you, know, you made that, actually, that's a really good point there in terms of... Um, in terms of the role play, obviously, you know, the performance side of it is fun and you can get into it. And, you know, I mean, I advise that. I mean, it's it's helped me just kind of enjoy my experience a little bit more. Mm. Um, but the idea about using those traits as a guide can make the role playing a lot easier at the beginning of the process. Because when, you, when you're figuring out who your character is or how you're going to play with this character, or what they would do in this particular scenario, if you've got a couple of things to fall back on then after a couple of weeks or a couple of sessions, that will just become natural and you're no longer playing D&D as Zach playing Teddy. You're just kind of thinking, this, this is like, this. I imagine this is how Daniel Day-Lewis kills every fucking party <laughs> on the planet, you know what I mean? <laughs> but but you're, you yeah. know, you're no longer playing Teddy, you are Teddy. You're ch- am I speaking to Teddy now? Oh, Teddy's always, always there. <laughs> but no, but that, I mean, so that is the, per, like, awfully wank way of putting it but that that's kind of the end goal right is you want to end up playing a character rather than yourself playing a character and you think about it you want it to become second nature you want to know what that guy's going to do before it happens and by the same measure when you're starting out nothing's permanent you know if you just if you want to get through that first session just play your character how it feels how it comes and then worry about it or and nothing's irreversible. No. You know, no one's going to be like, oh, that's not what you said last week. Last week you said you were a fan of jazz. That's mm. completely gone off the boil now. Like, you know, fuck it. Those people, that's... kick that fucker out of your group. Absolutely. He does not Absolutely. allow to sit at the table. That voice alone. <laughs> but, but you're right, right? It's, it's kind of, that kind of goes back to what we were saying before. It's like, it's, it's such an open uh, environment. It's such an open forum for playing any sort of game, however you want to play it, or taking a direction into taking the story in any direction you want to take it, or making it as nerdy or not as nerdy as you want. Like you've got this open canvas here to kind of play around with, and the role playing side of it is kind of your gateway into it, and the performance side of it is your kind of way of embodying that character. It's all like interlinked. You've just kind of got to let go a little bit. I think is kind of. I think I reckon actually my overarching point would probably be to just loosen up. Like, just don't worry about it. Listen to Frozen and let it go. Bro. Yeah, let it go. Um, any, and let any, it go. And, and let it go. And let it go. <laughs> any, any, anything else to add there, man? I mean, are you um, quite nice. I kind of. Up? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to wrap up to. Oh, actually, no. I've just looked at my little. Note. There is definitely one point. So everything I've just said is going to somehow feel incongruous to what I've just said. Like what, that what, what I'm about, about to say. say. Okay. Yes, you should let go. You know, don't worry about it too much. Ask many questions as you can. Uh, make sure that you're not necessarily kind of like hampering yourself by being too worried about, you know, playing by these rules or that rules or exactly how my character might do this. Because I said last week that he's, you know, he, as you say, he loves jazz. And this week, I just don't think he would go into that jazz club. <laughs> that's all fine. Like, that's all free form. That's the, that's the best, most exciting thing about D&D is that it is your imagination, your mate's imagination, this world that you're building collaboratively. Um, but then 
so in congress to that my final point is uh as someone that had never really played the game before and kind of going into it uh and i despite the fact that i've said that this world is what you make of it the learning curve is pretty steep Ooh, and that's yeah. not that's not because you have to be good at the literal mechanics of the game to play the game or for you guys to have a really fun time playing the game it's just that the game is so big and so mm -hmm. i remember the first time that you gave me the like player's handbook and you were like oh this is like volume one of six and this is the cut down version and i was looking through it and i genuinely had the thought in my head like, i don't want to do this. <laughs> this this is too much this is literally less like going to work it's a this... weighty tome and you be and yeah you're right, you pick it up and you're like mm. i gotta learn all this yeah exactly and i'm not saying you have to learn all of it to be able to play Definitely the game that's don't. not what i'm saying it's just that like if you really want to get really really deep the game is going to let you. You really can. You can go so far deep into different types of player classes or playing styles and combinations of spells and backstories and this god and that god. And that. if you really want to, you can do that. You don't have to engage with that at all. Absolutely not. That's also, that's one point to say is that you don't have to engage with it at all. But to be able to do the cool shit, to be able to do the really fun, big, kind of like level 20 stuff... Don't skirt around that learning curve. That's important. That's how you are going to kind of make the most of the game. I think we tried to do that, didn't we? Like, let's put it out there. Like, we really tried to sidestep that learning curve. Ooh, and the it, game did not like it. No. It, no, and the flow didn't like and it. And the flow didn't yeah. like it. And nothing worked. And it's, you know, like, it. there are apparently quite a few different ways to hit someone with a hammer. <laughs> so... Like, you know, it is, the, and, and, but all of that stuff's kind of, it does, it enhances your experience rather than detracts from it. It's just, uh, I'm, I'm just essentially saying, I reckon don't, don't cut corners if you can avoid it. Don't like, run before you can walk. Yeah. Just kind of enjoy it and learn as you go and ask many questions as you go. But, but also respect that there is a lot of shit there. And for you guys to have a really fun time that doesn't require your DM. And this is also for the DMs out there as well. Like if someone's kind of being a bit of a dick and trying to break out all these really complicated maneuvers and spells and i mean you're essentially going to spend 25 minutes of every session flicking through a handbook and that's not that fun <laughs> like no but there and there are lots of there are lots of good ways around that i think i say is that you as dm have got a lot of scope to control that or sorry if you're a player your dm has a lot of scope to control that so it's it's always worth chatting to them if there's something mm. like you said you know one of your very first points if you don't understand ask them ask or if you're like I'm really, you know, I'm not comfortable with how much time we're spending on kind of rules lawyering, then, you know, mention that. But also, if you're starting out completely from scratch, you're a brand new group, you do not have to pick up, you know, the endless, massive tomes of stuff when you start. There are all sorts of amazing starter resources out yeah. there. The new D&D Essentials box is coming out soon, yep. which we actually got a sneak peek of. I must put some some stuff oh, up. Oh, yeah, we did, actually. Yeah, no, that, that. That's, on our, that's on our Instagram that's well. a, That and the other starter, the D&D starter set, 5th edition starter set, are both great because the rules booklet is very thin mm. and it um, is not everything you, you yeah. will ever need but it is plenty to get you started off and when you look at that it's a lot less daunting yeah. and like you say you don't even have to remember all that stuff no and That's i think there to be discovered i mean we might I mean, we, we spoke about this didn't we we might actually play a little yeah we really like, should actually. opening you know like just a completely separate standalone little hour and a half's worth of uh like beginners mm. uh tutorial stuff i think that could be quite a valuable way of looking into it because i think actually there's probably a lot of shit that i don't know that i could do with <laughs> anyway, i mean honestly guys you a little sneak behind the curtain like there is a reason why neither teddy nor Draka have any spells and like paladins obviously have spells and i've got some pretty basic ones that in fact i've got the only healing one so i have had to use that up to now but it's because 
like Paddy's character sheet compared to my character sheet is a joke. Oh There's oh so much shit written on Paddy's character sheet. And same with Liam as well. Like Liam's like got a billion more items than I do. Yeah. I, I just don't. And that that's very personal. It's, I don't want to do that. Like I'm not, I don't want to have that much stuff to choose from and pick around. Um, it's yeah. per, some people really do. And so that's the best thing about the game. You can do whatever. I was going to say, that's the crucial thing. All three of you are playing it exactly correctly. Like, yeah. That, yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. It's it's entirely right. I just mentioned my, my, my dear friend, Ben, who I play a game with, with, with her other friend, Aiden. Mm. Um, you should see his character sheet, man, because I've I can totally him, imagine. I've given him several blank character sheets and he turned up one session without any of them. I was like, where's your character sheet? And he was like, Oh, don't worry. It's here. And he went into a notebook and showed me just, he had two pages of handwritten like character sheet stuff with like no lines, no divisions, no nothing, just like numbers here, spells here. And I was, I was, and uh, he's, I he, always he knew he was track a, of it perfectly. I always knew he was a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I've known it for There's years. The proof, then. Um, mate, I think that's quite a good way of summing up, right? Like yeah. that, that, that is is dairy and i think that that kind of goes i'm I've, i'm well aware of the fact that we probably started out with the best intentions of being quite structured and offering some clear concise advice for people and i reckon if we listen to this back there might be a lot of things that cancel one another out um but the reason i'm saying that now at the kind of end is because you mentioned it right there is no right or wrong way to play definitely not there isn't a right or wrong way to play and actually if anyone tells you that there is a wrong way to play I think you've got the right to turn around and go, actually, I think you'll find you're in the wrong here. Cause like, that is that, that you, not only are you, should you not worry about whether you're doing it right or you're doing it wrong. Don't worry about whether anyone else is doing it right or wrong. Either. Totally. Like, just have a nice time if and you, make the if, most of it. If you want to play a homebrew where you're all pretending to be little mushroom people and you only use the rules for building a tavern. Yeah, fine. That's absolutely fine. Do it. Enjoy no. it. Love it. Gary Gygax doesn't jealous. give a shit. Well, he's dead, so he yeah, can't. Yeah, I mean, he literally doesn't <laughs> give a shit. There's no, like, he's the only person that has any right or or kind of possessive oversight of your D&D &D And he game. wouldn't, and he wouldn't. And he just doesn't give a shit. He wouldn't, even if he were alive, he wouldn't. So I think, yeah, there's Mate, all a, those kind of little points to break out, but yeah, definitely just... That's a great note to finish on. Nothing is certain. No. Uh, everything is permitted. Oh, yeah, that's the... Yeah, yeah, um, the and yeah so kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> particularly those goddamn templars <laughs> um, um dude thank you so much for that and on right. behalf of our listeners thank you because i think there's some great stuff in there we i really hope you guys found that uh useful i hope mm. you found um my input interesting but most of all i hope you find yeah it and if you yeah if you did obviously find it useful then you know drop us a drop us a tweet or a comment on instagram or something i don't oh. know something like at ida's fantasy pod on both uh, of those or you can email us uh, which I'm pretty sure is I fancy podcast at gmail.com. Gmail yep, good. Particularly um, if you've been enjoying these bonus episodes, and we had some really good response to the DM tips and the mm. the little other the choose your own adventure game that Liam did. Yeah, we'd love to do more of these. There are going to be times, and obviously we've got a we've got a uh, going to have a gap between series or anything like that. So if there's anything you'd like to hear us do, we've got some other role playing games as you mentioned. We yeah, we've got some really set. good stuff. Do um, chuck in any of your ideas because we'd love to hear from you guys what sort of mm. stuff you would like to hear from us. Only if it's positive though. Like if, if you didn't enjoy this episode, uh, then feel free to Just never ever tweet us. That's leave fine. It. Don't get involved if you've only got negative things to say because we w we will retaliate. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean a peaceful I, podcast. I don't mean over social. I mean we'll come at you. We've got. <laughs> All right, Zach's returning to his competitive <laughs> roots, I think. Um, thanks so much, man. Um, we'll be back within uh, two weeks, next Fancy Freaky Friday, which is Ooh. the Friday, the 21st mm. of September. Having played that, 
it's well worth a fucking listen. Yeah. Because I'm actually really excited to play the next bit because of how fun that's going to be. So it's going to be all right. Strap in, everyone. See you then. Lots of love. Bye. Bye.